0: Hi, Nicole. Um, how are you doing? How's things?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm good. Uh, just, uh, you know, uh, I just finished shooting part of my feature. And so i just taking a break and looking forward to watching all the episodes for Folklore Season 2 on HBO Co and HBO Now.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So Folklore is uh, streaming now. And so you directed the episode um, that's based in Singapore. So Folklore takes us on a journey of uh, let's say different stories, different countries, uh, and yours is based in Singapore. Now, before we begin on the episode itself, uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit on your take of um, what do you think sets Asian horror apart or creepiness apart from the Western counterparts? Um, it's a very different... Uh, taste and flavor profile i would say uh, I mean, what's your take on it how, how, how do you think the asian horror is different
1: um i think asian horror has calls to a more primal part of uh, evil and the darker side of human nature um not to say that you know western horror isn't frightening because you know um i really love a lot of western horror films but I think a lot of horror films in the West tend to draw from, uh, like the Catholic faith, you know, exorcisms, the devil. Um, whereas I think in Asian horror, they tend to be somewhat, sometimes more insidious, more mysterious. And there's a sense also that it connects back to something, like I said, very primal and, um, sometimes even, uh, back to this mythology of what we practice in our daily life you know the rituals and you know sayings from our parents who were were passed down from our ancestors that we shouldn't do this during this time or you're gonna be cursed or have bad luck um and i and i believe in these things as how you know the superstitions that we grew up in with in singapore so i feel that sets uh asian horror apart
0: yeah you know I i think you're absolutely right um We kind of get, especially, you know, growing up in Singapore and Southeast Asia, you kind of get passed down these stories and superstitions. And it's always been one of those things that, um, well, intrigues us from the old Russell Lee books, you know, True Singapore Ghost Stories to now. How does folklore or your episode in folklore, uh, basically, um, how do you think it, is this a new, uh, I don't know, a new challenge for yourself or was this something you've always wanted do in terms of uh, filmmaking?
1: Um, I think I've always wanted to explore uh, horror and this you know particular genre always appealed to me. I think it's just I've made short films where there is elements of the supernatural but not full on horror yet. So it is a bit of a first for me but yet at the same time um, I think I've been sort of imagining it for some time already. And I think with the challenge that I had, it was um, it was exciting to, 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 to make it and shoot it. And the challenge of making it during this particular time, during the pandemic within, um, you know, in, in Singapore itself, was also I found uh, a good challenge. Because as a filmmaker, you have to set it in a place where you can still evoke the mystery that you want, the, the haunting feeling that I, I wanted to evoke in my script. So, um, and I think I found the perfect place to, to shoot that, which is a, it was an island uh, off the mainland, yeah, in Singapore. So I felt that, that that challenge sort of put me out of my comfort zone and went to this island to shoot, so that was fun. Yeah.
0: Great, yeah, and and yeah, I mean, we always, we, we tend to forget, uh, aside from the cityscape of Singapore, there are still uh, some creepier parts to the island that uh, we don't always see. Um, Speaking of imagination, so your story does have something to do with uh, an imaginary friend. I'm not going to go too much into that. And I never knew how freaky it would be to, I think we've all had them as a kid. Uh, um, I don't know, some to varying degrees. I, I can't remember if I actually had one. But uh, recently, my my son, I just happened to ask him because I, I read a book, I, or I saw a show about imaginary friend, and then I asked him, hey, so do you have an imaginary friend? Say, said, yeah, I do have one. He's right here beside me now. It freaked me out. It totally freaked me out. What was the inspiration for your story, uh, the way you've done it?
1: Um, Actually, years ago, I was on a different island in Singapore. Uh, This one was Pulau Ubin. I was wrecking for uh, another project I was shooting. And I remember it was during seven months, close to seven months, actually, a week from seven months. As we all know, Hungry Ghost Festival. Uh, And then I was, I became friends with this old man who would, uh, he's like, we call him like the ball whisperer. (laughs) There's a lot of wild balls. And he would whistle and the balls would come running. So we went to this more rural part of Pulau Ubin and he said, please stay away from this particular shore because during seven months, a lot of the spirits get washed up from the sea and they are vengeful and they're looking for people to follow. So I I felt that in, in Singapore, we are a very small island, but all our beaches are haunted. <laughs> no matter what people say, like whether this is clean or dirty, it's, I, I, I feel... Um, sometimes also the presence of, you know, these sort of things at night. So I wanted to set it on uh, one of the beaches. And it was very much about this sense also of our past, which is actually quite bloody. <laughs> yeah, of all these killings that took place or deaths. Um, so I felt that it was also part of Singapore's history, which I actually am quite intrigued by. Yeah.
0: I think uh, I think you're extremely you're, you're very right there. Regardless of race, language, or religion, I think all Singaporeans can agree that our beaches are haunted, and it's it's the one thing that I think we all agree and say, yeah, let's not go there at night. Um, now, looking at your cast, the people that you had to work with, and filming under such um, you know new conditions, adverse conditions, um, what was that like? Uh, shooting this, even though so now you're you're in a new location, you're outside of your. Um, comfort zone you're shooting on a beach and you also have all these restrictions in play Um, uh, what was that like?
1: Uh, I mean there were many challenges uh, definitely shooting during this period you know we had to be careful of uh, we were shooting in January this year earlier this year so um, things were better at that time and and I think my team was, uh, it was an amazing team that pulled it off. Uh, you know, we observed all the, the protocol that we, we had to follow with, like, you know, zoning. And, and I think that helped to give us the sense also that we were safe and protecting the cars, you know, during this pandemic. Um, but I think the challenge was uh, trying to, you know, finish all the preparation within that time. I think we had like about a month. So that was really fast to prepare for everything and we shot it in about a week. Yeah. So I think in terms of challenges, um, we I think I embraced the challenge. We I spent a lot of time rehearsing with my actors before that so that we had time uh to explore ideas because once we shot, we, it was it was quite rushed. We had to finish, you know, otherwise we we wouldn't be able to finish in that day. Um, but I think going to the island was tough because <laughs> we had to bring all the gear and everyone was, you know, carrying equipment and, and it was uh, the island itself didn't have power, it didn't have electricity, so uh, I, I don't think, yeah, it didn't it didn't have any electricity, so um, by a certain time we had to rely on the generators. Uh, for lights, even in the toilet. So safety, everything was was tricky. Um, I think I learned something also while shooting on islands is that the tides are very unpredictable. So even though we studied the tide chart to make sure we knew when it was high tide, low tide, um, it was something that, you know, didn't go according to plan on one of the days. Um, but in the end, we managed to pull off the scenes.
0: Yeah. Right? Did you ever feel like uh, someone was playing a fool with you while you were shooting? <laughs> a- any creepy incidents that happened while, uh, you know, she thought, oh you know what? Let's just go with it.
1: Um, there was thankfully, thankfully, no, because I we prayed a lot <laughs> before we <laughs> do Uh, I, I'm I'm rather superstitious. So I always pray. You know, offer incense and make sure that, uh, we we also respect the, the space that we, we are shooting in. But um, actually, was not doing the set, but when we were cutting the film, something kind of creepy. Uh, we heard something creepy in the offline cut. Uh, it was like, children laughing, in the in the scenes that in the the, the scenes in the swamp, right. and uh, where the creepy scenes. And my editor and I were like, what is this? child laughing in the background that we do not know. So there was something that haunted the the edit. And and, uh, I think later on, we we think we resolved it, that it could be from somewhere else, (laughs) but that was very creepy.
0: (laughs) Any plans to go back and confirm?
1: Uh, I mean I kind not of know the legend of that particular island so um I think that yeah
0: yeah I don't think you need to confirm it I don't think you need to confirm I don't it I think
1: I want
0: to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah all right so um for about yourself now I mean uh, I know we're going to wrap up um but yourself now what what other projects can we look uh are you working on that you think um, you know what's next coming from uh, from you
1: uh, yeah, so like I mentioned, I, I just finished shooting uh, the Singapore portion of my first feature film. So uh, this is something that's been the pipeline for three to four, four years now, actually, been delayed by the pandemic. Um, It's titled Last Shadow at First Light. Uh, And this is um, something I'm really, really proud of and looking to share with the audiences either next year or early 2023. Yeah, so this is something I plan to finish... By next year and it's something that i've been writing for about three years now three and a half years yeah so i think I, I i did i wrote both the excursion and this uh you know during the circuit breaker period so it was very intense and at the same time also i i feel that um, there's definitely thematic things that are you know parallel with with my folklore episode that i can't wait to share with the audiences
0: fantastic I can't wait to watch it you know I've seen uh, folklore and um yeah like I said there's always, there's something about asian or southeast asian horror that I I feel is just just different maybe it's um the connection that we have from young with spirits and you know we always thought to respect the spirits and uh, uh, yeah. I think every culture that you grew up with has its own thing and it comes from a place of respect and then it goes into fear, right? Um, so, Nicole, thank you very much for joining us today. And um, wishing you all the best. And folklore looks amazing. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thanks, it.
0: Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.